When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a slight fashionista. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On this day in 2019, Rihanna announced her new upmarket fashion label, Fenty, with LVMH, the world's largest luxury group. LVMH is home to brands like Dior, Marc Jacobs, Louis Vuitton, and more. Rihanna made history as LVMH's first black female designer, and she created their first new fashion house since Christian Lacroix in 1987. Let's look back on Rihanna's history and fashion over the years. It's not uncommon for musicians to pivot to fashion. Artists like Jay-Z, Beyonce, Jessica Simpson, and Adam Levine have their own lines. But since 2011, Rihanna has been building a fashion empire. By the time she got into fashion, she had already made a name for herself as a musician with six studio albums. At the time, her single, We Found Love, from Talk That Talk, was everywhere, breaking records by topping the charts in 27 countries. But since Rihanna is always doing the most, she took things a step further. She made her first foray into fashion that year, collaborating with Emporio, Armani Underwear, and Armani Jeans to design a collection of t-shirts, biker jackets, denim, and lingerie. She was the face of the line, too. She modeled in a series of edgy black and white photographs posing in lace garments in a glamorous high-end car. Two years later, in 2013, Rihanna launched a women's wear line with River Island, making her debut at London Fashion Week. She said that she wanted to design for women, who are full of personality and sass. The models walked down the runway in everything from bright red chiffon dresses to hooded one-piece loungewear. From the get-go, the line showcased what people loved about Rihanna. She's classy, but not pretentious or exclusionary. She's laid back, yet even when she's wearing sweats, she still wants to showcase her personal style. She made three collections with River Island, and Puma was watching closely. The following year, they brought her on as a creative director. She mixed athleisure and punk styles to create the Puma Creeper, which sold out in three hours. The hype train followed her wherever she went. When she released a collection of sequined embroidered denim with Manolo Blahnik, The website crashed due to high traffic multiple times on launch day. With her success in fashion, it wasn't all that surprising when Rihanna expanded into makeup. Fenty Beauty was designed with people of color in mind, offering 40 different shades of foundation from the get-go. Too often, mainstream makeup caters towards lighter skin tones, but Rihanna wanted to create products that included everyone, giving people with darker skin more options. The name Fenty is in reference to Rihanna's given name, Robin Rihanna Fenty. 
Fans loved the wide range of shades in her makeup line, but a year later, when she was launching the Savage X Fenty lingerie line, people went wild. Like her makeup line, Rihanna's lingerie strives for inclusivity, featuring models of all sizes. As a performer herself, Rihanna has established Savage X Fenty shows as true cultural events, featuring artists like Lizzo, Bad Bunny, Normani, and more. Rihanna has made so much of an impact on her home country, Barbados, that the street she used to live on was renamed Rihanna Drive. Plus, each year on February 22nd, the Caribbean island celebrates Rihanna Day. For more about beloved celebrities and their hometown holidays, you can check out our April 28th episode about Danny DeVito Day. Speaking of cultural events, Rihanna has had some stunning fashion moments herself. Particularly at the Met Gala, Rihanna has a habit of stealing the show. Over the last few years, celebrities have shown up to Vogue's annual star-studded event in even more creative ensembles, and each time, Rihanna slays. Each year, the Met Gala has a different theme, which dictates the style of the event. At the 2015 event, she wore an extravagant yellow gown designed by Guo Pei. As the train of her dress cascaded down the stairs of the gala, Rihanna became one to watch in fashion. In 2018, when the theme was heavenly bodies, fashion, and the Catholic imagination, she took things a step further. Rihanna showed up in an intricate Pope-inspired ensemble adorned with pearls and jewels. Despite her impeccable track record, Rihanna's luxury label with LVMH didn't pan out as expected. After releasing her luxury line in 2019, LVMH put her brand on pause less than two years later. Some cite the pandemic's impact on high fashion, but others thought that the brand didn't take off because the price points weren't accessible. Rihanna's beauty and lingerie lines earned a significant following because they delivered on the promise of inclusivity, but fans of those brands likely wouldn't splurge on a $200 t-shirt. Still, it feels like Rihanna didn't quite get enough time to find her footing with the Paris-based fashion company. Despite the setback, Rihanna's other brands are still thriving. And hey, maybe without the Fenty luxury line, Rihanna will have time to get back in the recording studio. Whatever she does next, I know it'll be great. Now let's talk about music. Today, in 1994, Weezer released their self-titled debut album featuring songs like Buddy Holly and Say It Ain't So. By the following year, the record was certified triple platinum. Even though much of their music chronicled the experience of being an outsider, this record propelled them to stardom. And you could say they definitely became insiders by the end of it. The album's cover featured the four band members standing awkwardly against a blue backdrop, earning it the nickname The Blue Album. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a May 10th in my life. So I'm looking through my photo archives, and to be honest, I don't know if I have a whole lot of interesting things. May seems to be another dry spot in my life. I don't really seem to be doing that much exciting stuff. However, I do have saved photos here of a piece of architecture that I was studying back in May 10th of 2017, and it's the Serpentine Pavilion designed by I am Pei. So if you don't know what the Serpentine Gallery is, it's a place in the UK where they annually invite an architect to create a pavilion, which is an outdoor structure, um, and have that stand there for 12 months. And so I am Pei is an artist that I really love and admire in his political statements that he makes through the artwork that he creates. And he's an incredible creative and incredible mind if you want to look up his work. But he was invited to design a pavilion at the Serpentine Gallery and this is a really interesting piece of architecture. I won't nerd out too much on it just because I 
I don't want to bore people to death with my other interests that I have here, but the way that it looks is it kind of has this sunken feeling. They dug into the ground um, at the Serpentine Gallery and then covered it with this um, overhang that basically has a pool of water on top, so it reflects everything like the sky. And when you when it gets dark outside, all these lights start illuminating this sunken area that they've created with a bunch of stools and benches, so people can hang out and exist underneath the shade of this like basically this floating pond. Um, but it's a really cool piece of work, and I think this is one of kind of my bucket list things that I would love to do is go and visit the Serpentine Gallery in the UK and um, experience one of the pavilions of whichever one's on display. But I.M. Pei is one of my favorite artists, and this is one of my favorite things that happens in the world. So, yeah. Thank you for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. I'll see you then. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.